Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is The Philosopher and this is where we focus on improving ourselves, leveling up inside and outside the virtual arena. That means that we try to grow not only understanding fighting games but also applying that to other areas of life, whether that be our personal life, our professional life, uh, or our competitive life, whatever it may be. Uh, today's topic is continuing the theme of the mind, the mindset. and I get to speak with Frodo, Frodo and Bilbo, aka The Hobbits. He's a member of the Kalamazoo FGC, has been a member for a long time, uh, one of my favorite people who's always pushing for games that he cares about, and that's why I respect him so much. Uh, so having him on the show was a nice breath of fresh air, uh, and, and kind of picking his mind as he's learning a new fighting game. He's been getting into Street Fighter V, uh, he plays other fighting games as well, but this is a, a new journey for him in terms of his fighting game exploration and so we sit down we talk about uh, his his perspectives and takes on uh, the mindset and on where he currently is what he's observed what he's learned from his background and really just dig into this concept last time we talked with truth about the mindset we got to see from someone who's a little bit higher level and now we get to see from someone who's currently learning the game and enjoying the process and just trying to have a productive mindset around it but also uh, willing to call themselves out where they think they can improve so a really great conversation i hope you guys enjoy this of course make sure you guys check the links i have some books that i reference in the podcast you can get the physical or the digital or the audio version i have links down there uh, if you wind up getting in those it definitely helps me out it goes along the way it is an amazon affiliate link full disclosure uh, but i i have all these books i've bought these books uh, on audible audiobooks uh, and i i can't recommend it enough if you wind up wanting to get audible i have a link for that as well uh, you can get a free trial for that so that way you can get a free book out of it and then if you wind up keeping audible uh, that is when i actually benefit from it so if you like it and you keep it then it benefits me if you don't like it um, no harm no foul you don't have to spend any money so that said quick plug over i'm gonna get into this episode i hope you guys enjoy it of course i will see you all in the next one In terms of mindsets, I think a good starting place for you is just your overall experience with mindsets and what sparked you to talk about the topic. The spark was I was just watching, I don't even remember who, but a chip player did an interview on an adjacent topic. It was acceptance, acceptance in fighting games, and they briefly touched on mindsets in that capacity. Hmm. So what sparked in you? Like, What did that make you think? I was just uh, considering it in a few different um, aspects um, that I want to elaborate a little bit, but it was just on like what each mindset can do for you. Mm -hmm. My experience with mindsets, I guess, is primarily from my growing up with sports and having an older brother who was better at sports and a caring dad who was constantly pushing me to get there one of the things that he said a lot to me was um that there are two people in the world those who say they can and those who say they can't and both are right and he kept trying to push me to have a quote unquote winner's mindset striving to do more this is something i'm capable of doing mm. when i was talking about going to evo and stuff and i was like yeah making jokes about going to own two let's go and he's like don't go with that mindset think you can win i would 
elaborate on how logically I understand I might win a little bit, but I'm not likely to do much. And that's okay. That's not why I'm going. Yeah. But he still wanted me to have the mindset of this is something I can achieve. Yeah. It's interesting hearing that story from your point of view as a dad now, because uh, I think in my own way, my parents tried to instill that in me because I was very self-conscious and very like defeatist before I even started kind of mindset. And uh, it's interesting how I think a lot of dads and parents try to encourage that in their kids, but like, especially in very logical kids, because I was super logical as well. And it's like, come on, like, I know how good these players are. As I've gotten older and involved it myself, like evolved my own winning mindset, so to speak. It's like, okay, it's not so much, you know, obviously it's good to be able to assess your own skill, but there's a point where people are so cynical that they're not even putting forth like their best effort because they think that, you know, for whatever reason, it's not worth trying their best or they're just defeating themselves beforehand. So it's like, obviously you kind of have to lean too heavily and be like, yeah, I can do it all like Naruto mindset. And then as you get more experience, it's like, you can kind of level out and be like, okay, no matter what I'm playing my best, I don't care who I'm playing. But I also know, statistically speaking, like these people have a better chance of beating me. It's like there's no wrong, there's no problem with being a realist while still putting forth like Naruto confidence level effort, so to speak. Uh, yeah, no, that's actually similar to a couple of the things I had an idea of getting on, hmm. which like the one of the major points I wanted to cover was there's no correct mindset. There's the way I mentally split it up just for ease of dissection is positive mindset, uh, negative mindset. Mm -hmm. Then there's um, borrowing a term from psychology that I probably don't know enough about uh, growth and static mindsets. Yeah. As modifiers to the positive or negative. Mm -hmm. A example of a negative mindset is like me thinking I'm going to go 0-2 at EVO, like, this is what's going to happen, I'm not going to succeed, but the way you can take that is the growth, where it's like, I'm not going to see, succeed yet, I'm going here, and I'm going to be able to learn a lot, and someday I might be able to achieve that. Where the, uh, the static mindset is, I just suck at the game, I'm never going to get anything, so why point why even try mm -hmm. and subsequent similar downward spirals there's lots of little flavors of it but that's a nice neat and incomplete way to dissect it yep yep no that's absolutely right uh i want to say the person who originally coined those terms was carol dweck um she wrote in a book called um mindset uh there's like a a semicolon or colon continuation but i don't remember it's like a very long title but mindset's the the main title of of the book and yeah no I, that's a really good way of explaining it and then kind of to add on to that something i haven't talked about in a while so i'll use this use this as an excuse to to bring it up is in coaching school we we had um they use the term energy but i'm just going to use the word mindset because it just makes more sense to me uh they had the catabolic and the anabolic uh mindsets and catabolic is essentially anything that causes you to release chemicals into your body like you know like cortisol 
or like negative emotions or things that are like highly addictive like dopamine um, whereas anabolic energy or anabolic mindsets are like a mindset or a state of being that you're in where you focus more on thoughts that bring you happiness or fulfillment and things of that nature so essentially it's not good or bad it's just objectively speaking certain emotions will bring out you know more adrenaline more cortisol which in short doses are a great thing to use but in long-term doses uh that actually can do more harm to your body uh and i think a lot of people don't really take that long-term consideration when choosing what mindsets they're in as well but that's that's a great thing that goes alongside is the fact that you know maybe some people need to hear this when you're thinking more negatively you know and you're thinking something that causes you to be stressed out you literally are releasing chemicals into your body uh hormones into your body that are not doing you any good they're actually doing more harm than good so just uh another point i want to hit on at least in excess in excess like, yes adrenaline is good bit. Cortisol is good because, you know, being stressed means you're supposed to get yourself out of that situation. But if you're staying stuck in that situation or that mindset, that's that's a long term thing. Yeah. They're not meant to do that. I did also think of uh, examples of a positive mindset with a static pen with a static and um, growth my, uh, twist to it. Like mm. positive mindset is the guy who thinks he can win the guy who thinks he's going to take it mm -hmm. having the static mindset will have him probably get frustrated if he loses because he's so great he doesn't have to get better because he's already the best <laughs> yeah it makes them blind to their potential failings while the negative mindset is only looking at their failings and that's a really great example actually the positive uh, growth is I am good. I'm capable of achieving these things. Oh, I got beat here. I know I can figure out that matchup. I'm going to work on it now. As soon as the tournament or the match is done, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to ask someone. I'm going to lab it out, figure stuff out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually have an example of that, that first uh, character you built. Uh, as you probably know, I coach Rocket League for a couple of different high schools. And I have one student who's pretty good. Not the best, but pretty good and thought that he didn't have to show up for practice because he thought that he was good enough and knew the team well enough to be able to show up for tournaments and win. And that same individual is also very susceptible when things don't go their way, they get upset. And so it's like, yeah, they have this mindset of, yeah, they, they deserve to win, they're going to win. And then absolutely when uh, reality doesn't meet their expectations, they're they're frustrated and they're mad and sometimes they won't blame themselves. They'll They'll blame anything else but themselves because they just can't accept that. So yeah, that's a, that's a really really accurate example of that's a real world scenario that people actually do do do. I see it in, in fighting games as well though, fighting game personalities. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My personal inflection because I do that a lot when I'm in my little thought worlds, whereas I feel I have a fairly good mindset, but it is a negative growth mindset. I try to keep it good. I don't have high expectations for myself, but I know I can get better. And that still had a negative impact on me because just the, the downside of a negative mindset is you don't have that high expectation. I spent like a year in BB Tag uh, going through slowly getting better. I'm like, here we go. About I, I can do this now. About halfway through, I heard about 
safe jumps, learned about them and said, that's too high level for me. I'll worry about that later. Uh, the rest of the year runs by. I think I, I'm like, I think I can probably handle it now. 15 minutes of work. I kept myself from growing with because of 15 minutes of work that I thought I wasn't able to do. So what was your realization? Just that it wasn't that hard, but the like it wasn't that hard. I just didn't think I could do it, so I stopped myself. Yeah. So essentially, your your low expectations of yourself hindered your ability to do better or to improve. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can but see that. I was like, I'm not there yet. It was maybe 30 minutes of work at the time I first heard of it. Mm-hmm. There's so many different reasons why that can be as well, because a lot of people have a hard time with feeling uncomfortable. And I know there's this thing that happens where once you get comfortable playing a game to where you feel like you're competent, it, it gets harder to get out of your comfort zone in order to improve. Uh, I think a lot of players suffer from that where it's like, okay, you know, especially if they don't have a, a high self-esteem uh, of themselves or, or like high expectations of themselves. It's like, okay, I'm at where I'm at. And then anytime there's something that they think they can't do, they just don't put in enough time to see like, you know, can you actually do it? Or can you, you know, is it, is it actually possible? It's just like, no, I can't do this thing. I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not ready for that yet. And it's like, well, let me just spend a little bit of time doing it. You know, maybe it's not the, is it the most important thing? Or is it something that I think is very important for my progress as a player? Yes. Then I need to put some effort into it. If it's something that's like, it's very flashy, but it's not going to really help me too much. It's like, I'll put it in a back burner. Uh, and then if I feel like it becomes more important to me through realizations or improvement or, or suggestions, then I'll, I'll try to reincorporate it. So yeah, it, there's, there's so many other reasons why that can be that someone doesn't, set high enough bars for themselves and then try to attain them because it's like you know it's one thing to say that your expectations are high but then also if you really think about the fact that if you don't set like if you don't a lot um consciously set expectations for yourself whether it's writing it down or, or memorizing it or whatever you have to do um you don't put in enough effort it's like if you only have to uh i work in sales for a long time i've done a lot of jobs in sales and if you have a quota usually and i i I know a lot of people who work in sales hate having a quota, but if, the, if they didn't have a number specifically to aim towards, um, then a lot of salespeople probably wouldn't be as competitive or wouldn't be as driven to hit that number. They just, you know, would do the, the bare minimum, but it's like a psychological trick to have some sort of number to aim towards based off of an average usually, which is like, it's based off of logic, but also has a psychological aspect of making people, you know, feeling encouraged to reward them, but also making a bad guy that's not necessarily your direct manager because you don't, you're not hitting sales numbers. So a little bit of inside sales information there, but that also goes to the point that you're making. Yeah. That is why we have locals, tournaments, rivals, ranking mm -hmm. that we have that thing we can set as this is what we want to do. I want to beat that person. I want to get first place here. I want to get this rank. Yep. Yep. That's why I use rank. It's like, I want to play better players. You know, I want to, I want to test myself. I don't really yeah, no, care I, about rank mode, but I like the, uh, prestige I, and the skill that comes with it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm mostly a rivals person. I lost my crap the other day when I beat you in a set because you were the goal. Now mm -hmm. I have to find a new goal, such as consistently beating you or maybe flash kick. I don't know, but a person that i can reach yeah that's a usually 
I'm not going to say it's a good goal or a bad goal because I think it can be either or. It is it is a powerful goal. <laughs> it, it is a powerful goal, absolutely. Yep. So it's like it, in some ways motivate like you can have a motivation and a goal to beat someone and like building the skills required to to do that or or the knowledge to do that is very very motivating and powerful. But then uh, I don't think this applies to you, but there's other people who who say they have a similar a similar goal but they're just comparing themselves to their rival rather than actively taking steps to beat their opponent. So it's like, that's that's the that's the other side of it where there are some people who are just like, oh, I'm not as good as them. I see them as a rival. I'm not beating them. And like they beat themselves up or they're sad about it. Uh, that's when it's like, maybe you should find a new motivation or something like that. Because I'm very much like you where I'm motivated to beat people. And it, it's like a it's, a, it's a positive and very powerful emotion. You know, when you lose them in tournament in that very moment, it's very powerful and upsetting sometimes. But that lasts for a couple of minutes and maybe maybe a day or two. It's like a really rough loss. But then you just you use that as motivation to get better, to figure them out and that kind of stuff. Rather than, you know, uh, holding a grudge for a long time or just being salty for whatever reason. It's a reason to review your match footage and study up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I always encourage people to watch your own footage or watch more matches. My mind got a little stuck on something you said a while back on being uncomfortable once you're at a certain level with game. When we were at uh, LFG the other day, I was decided, hey, I'm going to learn Rose. I had put a little bit of time beforehand and I was playing Rose exclusively on when we were playing when I was playing Street Fighter there. Neilth was like, you know what? I'm gonna follow your mindset. You, I'm gonna follow your idea. After I talked about it, he's like, I'm gonna just play who I want. It's gonna suck, but I'm going to figure out how to do it only mm -hmm. by playing him. And so he started playing as Cody and figuring some stuff out there. Good. It's contagious yeah. in a good way. Yeah. I think we need that like not just people in general need to you know if you're very competitive and you're striving to get better sometimes you just gotta you know be okay with doing something uncomfortable even if it's not necessarily for fun it's still for like learning purposes Le playing a new character is incredibly uncomfortable but just letting it rock you know me losing with Karine has really been a humbling experience and then like I'll play Rose and get bodied uh, and if anyone ever asks for a Dan match, I'm always down, <laughs> even though I haven't labbed him in forever. But it's like, yeah, you you kind of have to just force yourself and, and, and like shake it up a little bit. Obviously, this doesn't, this doesn't exclusively pertain to uh, um, fighting games either. Hmm. Day 9 had this whole segment. Uh, uh, he streams mostly magic now, but he did do StarCraft at a, one point in time. And he was talking about how he they had uh pro players had to ignore the community when they were streaming when they were trying to figure out a new matchup because everyone was talking about how much the strategy sucks like no i think i got this there's something there i got this listen to me i got this and eventually that strategy be becomes the meta for some of them some of them don't because not all strategies are good but that persistence to make something work mm -hmm. one of the best advantages to the quote-unquote positive mindset is you get it done eventually if you're willing to strive hard long enough yeah yeah i agree this I, I one of my favorite books is called mastery by robert green and this is a reoccurring theme in that book is that a lot of times it's, again this applies to games it can apply to like minute parts of gaming or just life in general where 
you you have something that you personally feel strong about and you want to figure it out even if it doesn't fit the mold or fit the meta it if you put in enough time and you're you're accepting of information and you have an open mind in terms of what you're doing specifically you know you're you're going to be able to um not only you know master the game or the activity but also change the meta so to speak depending on you know what the activity is whether it's revolutionized art or science or the way you play a game or a character um there's a lot of people who have this mindset of just following what other people do and like taking meta as law you know the law of, of how to play a game and the people who don't care about how you're supposed to play the one the game are the ones that create the rules uh un unintentionally you know they you have like idom who everyone said laura was a bad character and this guy single-handedly made it so that pe I, I always hated like i always hated this character so i never understood this but like the the vast majority thought that laura was a weak character idon comes around and he's like i don't care i just like this character i'm gonna play this character and everyone's like oh laura is broken laura has this laura has that season one and two of street fighter league laura's banned the whole entire time so it's like you have top level players banning this character in street fighter league and and complaining about uh, how strong she is suddenly and it's just like it's crazy because before idom like you know i guess the vast majority of people didn't really believe that which to me again is weird because i struggle fighting laura or i, I did way back when matchup as well yeah it is, it's a bad matchup for fong but it's also a bad yeah. matchup for just me <laughs> period yeah. so i've gotten better at it though i've gotten a lot better with, with it but my, to my point you more, yeah you were more exposed to her strength but than everyone else was <laughs> yep i don't have an invincible dp or anything so but no my point though is that like yeah if you if you are willing to break the mold a lot of times you can revolutionize whatever it is that you're doing and that's just because you don't care about how other people are telling you you're supposed to do it you just do it otherwise we wouldn't have light bulbs and airplanes and so many other technology that people said couldn't be done before uh, mindsets uh also i was thinking have an impact on those around you as well mm -hmm. but we've all had that person who either is so cocky and arrogant and no one likes to play with them because they just crap talk everyone mm -hmm. and they try to put everyone down there's also the flip side where they rage and yell at themselves like i can't do this why am i even here why am i trying those can make people so uncomfortable it can disrupt a community and lower everyone's drive to play and make it even harder for you to grow if that's mm -hmm. what you want to do yep yeah i agree uh <laughs> luckily we don't have too many characters like that but even even one is always a, a struggle to like work with um but no it, it if if there are any listeners out there that are like that you know i think it's important for them to learn how to be aware of how one's own mindset can affect other people you know i, I think a lot of people a lot of younger people aren't very aware uh, of just like I, I just want to say social interactions in general i feel like <laughs> but I, I think that's way too vague but yeah, a lot of people don't realize because I've, I've come across a lot of people who get like that. Personal cause and effect. <laughs> yeah, there's, I usually don't like to really associate myself with people like that. Like I'm not gonna play with someone who who's just like gets angry for the sake of being angry. Uh, I, I have one person that I ran into at a tournament, and like 
I just straight up told him that, like, his, the reason he loses is because of his attitude. Because every time he lost, he was a Laura player too, actually. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so I'm just like, you, you get so mad that you get tilted and then you're really predictable. Like, I, I'm not, I, I don't consider myself mean. I just consider myself straightforward when I feel the need to yeah. be. And, you know, the, the person I think was maybe taken aback by it. I don't know. But I, was, yeah. I, I just straight up told him, like, yeah, I can, I can beat you because you get upset and I, you get predictable. Like, I'm weak against your character. And uh, they didn't believe me, so I think they challenged me to a first of five, and I wound up winning. I'm like, see, like, this... I I can show you the points where you started getting upset and, like, pointing these things out. And it's like, it's... Your issue you're losing is because of your mindset. There's so many people that just, like, lose because they have this almost entitlement of, of how a game is supposed to go down. You know, I don't know how else to put it. And they get mad if, if that... If what they think is supposed to happen doesn't happen. And I, one on, so it affects the individual because you're talking about how it affects other people as well. So I want to get back to that one, but you know, it affects yourself because you, you deprive yourself of a lot of information because you're so focused on justifying your losses that you're not actually paying attention to what you're losing to. But then also it's just like people around you, especially when they try to help you, it's like you're, you're going to burn out their desire to want to help you a lot faster if you're just like pushing out all their information yeah. and not really taking it into consideration or, or making any effort you know and it's 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 a tough thing because a lot of people who get angry uh don't seem to know how to control it it's just like i can't help myself i've yeah. had a household of anger issues i know how that can be yeah so it's for someone who has a lot of history with uh I wouldn't say I have anger issues, but I have a lot of family who have had anger issues that I've had to Same. be in close proximity with. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I have a low tolerance for anger personally, because normally, you know, anger means you better get ready to fight. So like my fight or flight reflex kicks in and I I don't like to hurt people, but I also am not going to get hurt by anybody. So like it messes with my mind because I'm like, OK, is this person about to fight me? Do I need to like get him outside? Like what, what do I need to do to make sure this goes down safely? You know, that's where my brain goes. But I also have to, like, de-escalate the situation if I need to. Mine doesn't hit quite that hard, Hmm. but I do have a weird sense of flight if it's about me. If if I don't feel it's worth it, I'm going to just go somewhere else. But if it's about others, I like to step in and sort it out. Right. (laughs) Oh, God. So... There was a fight going down at the bus station once, and I stopped about, and I did my best to stop it, and then it's made the circle of uh, Facebook, my co-worker <laughs> giving me crap about it, my cousin thought I was in the fight, everyone's worried about it. like, I just didn't think they should be fighting, so I tried to stop it. Thank. what was it recorded or something? Yeah, someone put it on Facebook. <laughs> of course. Oh god, it was a weird couple months. The, one of the people went with me to class, and they just later had a picture of me like, and now he's just sitting here eating a pop tart like nothing happened. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Can't obsess over it. Mm-hmm. But that's far away. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So, what other, if any, mindsets did were you personally like? What examples did you have that you wanted to bring up as well? Is it an angry kind of person if they are if they think they're good? Is it uh, someone who can get themselves into a downward spiral? Like I'm supposed to be here, and the flip side is someone who gets silently negative. 
all these can lock your mindset up if you aren't at least aware of how you tend to think and how to overcome it. I have to be active on thinking I can do more things than I feel I'm capable of. I just need to go out for it sometimes. Meanwhile, the easy opposite is some people have to take a step back and realize I don't know everything. Let me ask questions. That's a big one. And don't be too proud to ask questions and don't be too shy to ask questions either. That's the other flip side. Yeah. I don't I don't think to mention too much, but like uh yeah. I get this every now and then and, it, and like it always surprises me when I when I hear this, but like people don't want to bother me. They're like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to bother you." You know, so yeah. I don't want to ask you a question and I'm like I, I do this so that I can help people. Like that's the exact opposite reaction of what I want. You know, if you have questions and I can't answer them, I'll send them to somebody else. It's like, oh, how do you play BB tag? I don't know, but I know a guy. You know, I'll I'll, I'll call you out and have them, you know, send them your way, and like have confidence that like you know you'll you'll welcome them with open arms <laughs> unless they're a jerk or something. Um, yeah. So it don't be afraid to ask for questions. You know, anybody listening out there. Uh, also, t- you gotta take your mental health first above all else if something is having a negative impact on you whether it's destroying your self-confidence or sending into a downward spiral take a break decide um look at why that happened and decide if this is something you can continue to do and how can you can do to do it healthily if so i agree with that yeah, we had a few people where uh, we just had to say, stop playing the game. We need you to focus on yourself for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have to do it every now and then. Like, there's times where I'm like, nope, I just got to spend time with myself or with my family. Uh, games are also my distressor. So it's like sometimes I have to it's get hard. away from other projects. It is hard to distress from a game that is making you stressed. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I have de-stressing games. That I, yeah, exactly. So I kind of a side note, don't don't play games to distress that stress you out. Like, don't go and get on League of Legends as your de-stressor. Uh, it can be a distressor <laughs> if you have the right mindset in league. Yes. If you're one of those guys that's going to get salty every time something doesn't go your way or someone like, you know, <laughs> if you can't handle anybody not doing exactly what you want in your head, then then don't play to distress that game yeah. <laughs> but if you're like yeah i don't care what happens i'm just gonna play this game and play it out and laugh at some dumb stuff and not take it too serious then I'll, by all means like play that as your distressor you're just like i just want to try to get some some kills in the game it's kind of 50 50 because you might play a bunch of good teams but but uh yeah i usually play single player games and just like or co-op games i've been playing a lot of destiny lately I uh, noticed it. yeah so I, that's that's my recommendation on that one but yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you got you got to take a break. If video games are stressing you out, um, either you need to definitely take a break from video games, or you have a lot of issues outside of gaming going on that you probably need to work out. Which means you probably need to work on that more than playing games. So either way, it's probably cutting back on gaming and working on yourself. That's that's okay. I quit video games for like uh, a year or two. You know, like I quit the internet for like a half a year. And I quit video games for like two years when I was out in San Diego. Even though I was doing game design, it's kind of funny. I, I played like games for research and that was about it. But uh, I needed that. I needed that long of a break because I had been playing games for way too much. I was like definitely 
over gaming and not prioritizing my life. And so when I finally turned that around and started getting into shape and stuff, uh, I was like, yeah, no, I got to just let this go for a little bit and work on myself and uh, do not regret it at all. I regret selling my collection, but that's an aside. <laughs> I sold some of my collection for like money to, you know, move out there. Uh, I couldn't fit it all. So I, I, I kind of regret that. I had a large gaming collection of, of just like a bunch of different games. It was mostly 360 games though. 360 and PS4 games. Uh, never mind, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I still have my old like Sega Genesis and all my old consoles pre... I have everything pre... I have every console still that I've ever bought. Uh, but like some of the games... I just sold some of the games for like 360 because I had like a large 360 catalog. So, I yeah. I've never had a big collection. We would get to about 30 games and then sell half of them to get two more games from GameStop. Mm, I worked at GameStop, so I was always milking that uh that discount. Buying, plus, I was buying used, so like you get double discounts on used games because of the power-up card or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. GameStop Network. <laughs> Working at GameStop have has, had its benefits. I worked there a long time ago, back in like 2008, when the economy was crashing. So bad lately. What's that? I've heard GameStop got so bad lately. Yeah, I know one person from Battle Creek uh, FGC works there, but I don't. I don't know if he still does. But yeah, I. It was a stressful job. It was very stressful, but it was better than like working at a job that didn't involve video games. So <laughs> I dealt with that. Uh, I think you brought up some good points, a lot of good points on on mindset and some actual tangible examples, which are always really good uh, that are, I, I find personally relatable from people I've seen or within myself in the past. Uh, and even now, uh, I think it's important to keep identifying different ways that, you know, these these static mindsets can kind of slither into your your psyche and affect your performance, your pr- improvement, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend uh, if you have. So first off, if you'd like to read. I recommend getting the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, shameless plug also, if you want the audiobook and you don't get to read as much as I do, uh, get Audible. The link There'll be a link for you guys to get a free month, uh, plus I believe a free book, and it also helps me out if you wind up keeping the subscription uh, and actually continuing to be a paying customer. But if not, at least you get to listen to the book and then you can cancel your account. So, <laughs> so that said, thank you guys so much. Um, I... You can find Frodo also on the Discord. I don't know if you have any social medias you want to plug out there, but I don't think you streams. So I just want to give you a sec to plug yourself. Yeah, I'm not a social media man. Just the Hobbit on the um, Kazu Discord. I'll be there, willing to play a lot that if I have it, and willing to teach the few things I do know. So make sure you guys subscribe, leave a comment on this con- on this concept, this conversation that we had about mindsets. Uh, I'd love to know some personal examples from you guys, what you think about it as well. Uh, so thank you guys so much. And as always, I'll see you all in the next one.